G'day, Aaron here. Last week we advertised this week's episode will be Noni McCallum with Sunday in the Park with George. Unfortunately, Sydney has gone into lockdown, so considering the information within that episode, we thought it more prudent to wait a couple of weeks. So we've moved Paddy Muran's episode forward, so enjoy. Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcasts. G'day and welcome to an extra special edition of Thrash and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical comedy podcast that's nipped and tucked with a bit of a facelift. Speaking of tucked, I'm Aaron and I'm joined by Gareth's former torture victim, now mine. It's my new co-host, Evan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? How was your week? Yeah, no, no, pretty good. I've been been busy, as usual, um, out in my shed because I build stuff. Yep, I've been setting up my workshop. I spend more time setting it up than I do actually using it. Oh, really? Oh, shame. Yeah. It's like Lego. Spend more time sorting it than we do building it, I tell you that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you'll be here for us a, for a few episodes at least because Gareth is still on the run from the musical mafia, so he could be anywhere around the country or around the world in witness protection. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, someone told them where he was, so... Not sorry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you'll be popping up and we've got a few other special guests along the way but you'll be one of our constants because you are a mini gareth obviously so would you like to tell the audience about your experience with metal and how you come into it come into the world <laughs> how i came into the world is a completely different story into the world but, of metal this yeah, is a, 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 the world of... an ma rated podcast oh, i think the same as uh most people is uh it was forced upon me by my yep. old brother yeah brothers both of them both of them were big metalheads. Oh, that's right. There's like a hundred of you, isn't there? Shit. Yeah, there's, there's six to eight. Oh, that's all right. Well, if it doesn't work out with you, I can go to the next one. Oh, certainly. Certainly. <laughs> so that's really mean. Well, each one covers a different era, you know, so the oldest is... Oh, do they? Yeah, the oldest is, um, is you know, all your Led Zeppelin, your... Um... Oh, we missed the popularity. Um, yeah, no. Hang on. That's all right. Oh, where was I? All the brothers cover a different era. You know, the eldest is um, Led Zeppelin and uh, Doors and that kind of stuff, and all the the seventies. And um, then there's Gareth, who's all the eighties metal, and then I cover all the nineties metal. And then there's a brother in between who we don't really talk to. Oh, okay, that's not for the show then. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, leave that in. Leave that in. That's leave fine. that in. All right. If you're you're telling me to leave it in, and. I, uh, no, I he's to... all Iron Maiden. That's pretty much all he loves is Iron Maiden and Def Leppard. That's it. Uh-huh. There are no other bands. There never was and there never will be. Well, there you go. Well, then I'll, I'll go through all the brothers and then come back around to Gareth. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so how was your week? Well, yeah, like I said, I've been building stuff. Building stuff building. in my shed. I've, I've finally I've done a three-metre-wide tool wall. So a pinboard wall full of tools that I sent you the image of that just didn't work. But now I get to hang all my spanners on the wall, and I'm very proud of that. Oh, does it have, like, the outlines that men do because they're nerds? I'm getting to that. Once I decide where okay. everything goes, yep. yeah, then we'll probably put some outlines on there just, just to be, you know, full dad. Yeah. Go go full dad mode on it. So, yeah, it's, a, it's my dream shed. It's taken us a couple of years to get the slab laid, and then I... Mate, it's taken me a couple of years to get laid, too. <laughs> Sorry. 
You said it. I had to. <laughs> you know what show you are on. You've listened to every episode. Yeah. But, you know, awesome. Yes. And in between building stuff, I've been listening to Sunday in the Park with George. Have you? Well, we'll get to that because guess what? We have another Disney diva in the studio today. And this next guest is so darn lovely. She's already defrosted my ice bitch heart. <laughs> This lovely lady <laughs> skated into her Broadway debut with flair in the stage adaptation of Xanadu before shooting in the Lysis Stratosphere as the cheerful Lydostrata Jones, which left her pepped prim and proper princess in today's chosen musical. But aside from a sleigh full of Hallmark movies and TV gigs, where she most recently played Catch in To Catch a Spy, this darling actress has the unique distinction of being a one woman into the woods, having played Polly Baker, a princess or two, a witch, a mother, a nerd, a teenager, and a cow girl. It's safe to say that this star is a giant overall. Audiences have known her as Pam, Tam, Fran, Anna, Anna, Annie, Annabelle, Belle, Isabella, Galinda, and twice Alinda, but John Travolta knows her as Patella Mazim. Please give the warmest and frostiest g'day to the future Mrs. Captain America. Sorry, Colin. We wished upon a star and now she's here. She cheered. It's Patty Murin. Say what? How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I'm going to need a copy of that intro because it's going to be my Playbill bio from now on. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever heard. Oh I will God. be so incredibly proud. I tell you what, I, I've just had Joanna Gleason say that Sondheim would love me, but I think you may have just have tipped that by wanting to have that in, in your playbill. Oh, yeah, it's that was truly one of, I think, the best, you know, I, I, I love myself a pun and like lots of puns, but also like that was like beyond the pun. That was like, like, I really am, I'm going to need a hard copy of that because I need to immediately read it to my husband after I get off of my husband, not my future husband, but my current husband, Colin. Yep, yep. Colin Dollar <laughs> audiences would know from uh, Arrow, sadly, Tommy was taken from us far too soon. Didn't make it. He didn't make it. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay because the reason that we started dating was because he got killed off of Arrow and we did a show together at Shakespeare in the Park that summer. Yeah. So if he had been doing Arrow, that show would we wouldn't have done the show together and we wouldn't be married. So honestly, thanks Arrow. There you go. And I'll tell you what, I could not have written that bio without you having done all those things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if that was deliberate, but as soon as I looked at all those character names the light bulbs just went all over and I nearly passed out because holy shit, this is like the perfect, perfect thing that I could do for an introduction. But anyways, let's, let's move on from that because we um, first connected because you had tweeted out that you would only be unprofessional in front of your mum. And so let's put that to the test, shall we? Uh, as of recording, you've just been spied in To Catch a Spy, and I haven't seen it yet because I'm single, <laughs> but I'm guessing it's not a remake of the 1971 Kirk, Kirk Douglas comedy classic, but are we going to get a sequel to Catch a Cold? I mean, I feel like after this past year, perhaps that would be a terrible idea. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't think that sequel would do as well as To Catch a Spy, um, no. but I mean, I, I, you know what? whoever whoever knows right am i right whoever knows it's like it i i feel like it, i wouldn't be surprised by anything yeah yeah someone is going to make a movie out of the last couple of years it's coming oh so, yeah and There's, a musical yeah. as patty would know because I, i'll tell you what audiences at at home um or those who follow us on twitter would know that i've tweeted numerous times that i don't need to see any movies tv shows or movies about covid i lived through it 
And then I booked you as a guest and literally two days later, you tweeted out that you were in a musical about COVID. Yes. And I'm like, oh shit, delete, delete, delete. No, I didn't, didn't delete them because I wear no. my sass as a badge of honor. Uh, Cause that's what this show is for. No. Yeah. It's, it's totally, that's totally fair, but you know, and I felt the same way and I honestly still kind yeah. of do feel the same way and a lot of stuff, but this was just done so well and it was five yep. separate vignettes. And so it was five different like snapshots of stories. And so I felt like that was so much more palatable and sort of, you know, like easy to easy to watch. And so, and also the, the book of the whole thing was written by one of my, my favorite authors since I was oh my, old enough to read adult books, um, Jody Pico. Yep. And so I was like, well, I mean, duh. And then when you see like, you know, Kelly O'Hara is doing it, you're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it I, but I, I am the same exact way, you know, the same way with all the, the, like, you know, the pandemic TV shows that were like, oh, we're all on Zoom. And I was like, I literally, I don't need to look at Zoom anymore than I am right now. No. Um, but yeah, this one was just done in such a different, a different way. And so, mm -hmm. um, that was, and I, I did it with Colin, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're playing yep. a married couple who are living together with children in a pandemic. Got it. <laughs> yep, that's it. There is a thing called uh, stereotyping and typecasting, yes. you know. Yep. So yes, always got to be true. careful. All right, so anyways, we're going to kick off Norwegian glam rock night tonight because we've got a an album that I actually chose this time. So uh, Evan, your name's not Gareth, that's your older brother. Oh, it's okay. Everyone, everyone yeah, be like, oh, are you the blonde girl? Did you just sing Let It Go in Frozen? I'd be like, no, I'm the other one. So I, I, I get yeah. it, Evan. I get it. I feel you. I've been forgetting Gareth's name like the past two weeks. I've, I've been accidentally saying something else and I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to kill me. You better come back to work soon. And now I'm telling <laughs> that to his little brother. So there you go. You can get that back for a while. Oh, our, our mother does it all the time, you know. There's, exactly. There's four of us. Oh, yeah. So in order to just, whenever you have to yell in a hurry, you would just say all four. Yeah. yeah. And yep. to be fair, I'm used to calling him you dick anyway. So yeah, I get much it. Changes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I chose the album this week because we went for some Norwegian glam rock and I chose an album called Tint by a band called Tint. So I have written a review. Would we like to hear it? It's only a short one this week. Oh, three pages, yeah. which is my kind of short. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, I've got my glass of wine here because here it's 7 p.m. So it's appropriate for me to have a glass of wine. I have a coffee and my Disney mug, as we can see, yeah. Woody. Excellent. I do love to wrap my lips around a good Woody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I apologize for that. We all have children. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I, I have a nephew that I raised, but it's close enough. <laughs> my life's ruined. So anyways. When I first chose this self-titled debut album, Tint by Tint, I did so because I found it cute that this Norwegian outfit shares their name with our dumb little show's initials. And so I pressed play and was greeted by a gang of hairy-backed bikers, at least in my dreams. But this opening stadium anthem with its repetitive chant of Harley Davidson, other motorcycles are available, remind me yet again of a childhood surrounded by the stench of beer and barbecue. So much so that I left my bass-riddled room and raided the pantry. Once I finally returned, I checked the name of the current track, Shower with a Gang. But where are those hairy-backed bikers when you need them? Anyways, where was I? All right. Overall, wet daydreams aside, the opening track and numbers eight, Pipipipirinde Irene, could easily have been huge hits had this fun and clearly talented group received the promotion that such crossover hits normally deserve. 
But alas, the ice-cold reality of life ensures that most of us don't receive the boost we deserve. I mean, I've been waiting in this gang shower for hours and still no biking gang has arrived. Only some old dude named Bill. Never ask me how I learned his name. Yet again, 80s heavy metal didn't go unappreciated, except for that one ballad attempt that wouldn't have been out of place in a very special episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. The original good one, not the unnecessary reboot nobody asked for. But thankfully, without knowing what the hell I'm doing, I managed to pick up a rather fun, nerdy, and utterly homosexual album that could easily have been a hit in 1980s Australia. Four stars. It would have been five, but minus one for not delivering on the bike again. <laughs> so. Four. That's what I, I actually, yeah, I thought it was really gay and fun. <laughs> it was so camp. <laughs> okay. That, that, sorry, Evan? Yeah, no, you carry on, carry on. Oh, well, of course I'm going to. Uh, no, I just, I thought it was, it's the type of thing that you could see a bunch of bogans, which uh, for our American guest is a suburban redneck. Okay. Basically, so Evan and his uh, brother. And um, yeah, no, I could imagine that being played incredibly loudly at a barbecue, but never heard of this band before. <laughs> yeah. And and same when you when you said the album was uh, you know TNT by TNT even I'm sitting here going who the hell are TNT <laughs> yeah this one completely flew under the radar they they've been around for a very long time mm -hmm. they released an album uh, in 2018 they they are still going wow well he's still going we'll say he because it's yeah. basically the guitarist <laughs> and and he's changed band members constantly since. Yes beginning but no, I, I yeah i chucked it on and i'm sitting here going there are some really good there are early the 80s radio hits yeah anthony sing along you know love my metal type songs uh, there are some stinkers in here though oh yeah now that ballad was awful oh did you the instrumental i, I don't even remember it. that's how unrememberable I, I listened to it 20 times <laughs> track four <laughs> The guitarist decided he's going to do a solo. And yeah. I swear it's literally just one scale over and over and out for a minute <laughs> and 20 seconds. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, dude, dude, you, you need to learn more before you can do this. Well, this was their first <laughs> album and the first year they got together. Right. Okay. Yeah, so now, now, Patty, what did you think? Because you're, you're our Broadway guest. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I thought that there was, um, there, it was, because I listened to it in the car. I was yeah. out running errands, so I didn't have a husband or a baby with me. And I was like, this is the perfect time to like sit and like listen. You know, I'm, I'm focused. I'm yep, behind heavy machinery. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It was excellent <laughs> driving music. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it, it also, it wasn't so heavy metal that I was like, what, it, like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't so light that it was like, you know, fake pop, like fake, yep. you know. And so it was that good mix of, you know some intensity but also like oh there's melodies here like i yeah. can i can i can like hum along with these songs i couldn't sing along with them because they weren't in english for the most part other than harley davidson and the words usa um but i felt myself i really i really felt myself like humming along and kind of like i was bopping quite yeah. a bit behind the wheel you know um, it's funny you mentioned the the nordic lyrics because this is their first and only album where they have done nordic lyrics which they've translated from the nord dictionary oh i'll go home now <laughs> yeah uh, anyways no I'm, yeah no, th as i said they, they they were formed in 82 
this album was released that year and ends up becoming a hit. What the hell? What what did they do right that the rest of us have done remarkably wrong for all of our lives? Goodness me. How, how does that happen? I mean, it's sure, Norway, but... Uh, Harley Davidson became a hit. I don't know. It just yeah. caught, caught, it caught, it caught, caught on, um, you know, a little bit before my time, but not much. No. It was before my time. It was three years before me. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't wanted at that point. I wasn't even wanted when I was born. But you know, <laughs> I was accepted at least. Um, <laughs> Thank God. No, no, planned. I wasn't planned. Let's just say that. Um, Neither was I. So it's okay. Oh, there you go. My mum and dad always said you weren't planned, but you were always wanted. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Actions speak sweet. louder than words. <laughs> yeah. Like then flashback to them being like, "What the hell?" Yes. And they find out she's pregnant. <laughs> Why did we have you? Yes, thanks, Mum. That's going to do great for my confidence. Anyway, now about heavy metal, which is probably why people listen to heavy metal because of families like that. And yeah, um, though I don't, I listen to uh, musical theatre for that. I, I don't know why there aren't more gay people who listen to heavy metal when this is what we're getting. Well, yeah, I also think that heavy metal is like, it's just sort of like a uh, like a really just intense outburst of emotion, right? Like, yeah. isn't that also what musical theater is? Yeah, that's why they're, they're, they're such a bridge. Like, you can't say what, what you're feeling, so you actually have to burst into song. And like, I feel like heavy metal is just like a more musically accepted version of that, right? That, yeah, that's what I have. That was the, the whole point of this show, Patty, was that uh, metal <laughs> is socially acceptable opera. At, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. That really does. You can put metal on at a party and everyone will start headbanging. Well, there's some people will go, turn this shit off. Uh, but right. you put opera on at a party and everyone's going home because it's like, what the hell do you Yeah, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, yeah it's just a, yeah. For a certain age or a certain class of person. Right. Shout out to right. our New York listeners on the Upper East Side. Um, <laughs> we're not saying it's a bad thing, just saying it's not our thing. <laughs> Heavy metal is definitely uh, a way for angry bogans to yell out their frustrations at the world. In a, in a much more sense. palatable way than what we normally hear right. when you're yes. in line at the supermarket. <laughs> right. As opposed to what they normally do, yes. Yeah, so I, I would say this was a successful album all around. I think. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> I don't think Evan agrees. I, I found myself actually picking apart the drumming annoyed me. I mean, being a, a drummer from a cover band in the 90s is, is my only claim to fame. Name drop. Yep. Yeah, I, we never went anywhere. We just covered Nirvana and stuff. But, you know, I still call myself a drummer. Mm -hmm. I was picking apart the actual drumming in this song. Um, he does some tom rolls where they're not even. Like, his left, right, just are out of sync. And, and it drove me nuts. Well, so I don't know this technical no, that stuff. Was my, that was my gripe, but then they changed drummers, yeah. I think, immediately. So, Oh, I guess that's why. Yeah, this is why you're here, Evan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah, I'm like, I, I just, I, I bopped. Yep. Yep, that's it, they're the same. And like a lot of times when, <laughs> when the music is too middling or it might be too heavy or whatnot, I don't feel like mm -hmm. I, can, I can get up and, and maybe have a bit of a dance on my own on a Friday night. At 36 years old, how pathetic I suddenly sound. Nothing new no, there. No, I actually, um, I actually think that that's, what, that's when you know that you're living your life right, is when you're comfortable being 36 and just dancing by yourself on a Friday night. Like, honestly, I think that's when you've, you've really come full circle because you're like, I don't give a crap anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, why not? I'm yeah. bored anyways. I, I need to yeah. do something. So, I mean, yeah. I, 
someone else's child has me stuck at home. So why not dance it out? <laughs> Otherwise, I could become a troll on the internet. Shout out to our trolls. Oh, God. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've, uh, we've had a, a discussion about that. Goodness gracious me. I had one recently um, that they love to, to take what you've said and put words into it. I, I said something about John Ratzenberger, the, the actor from Cheers, not being mm-hmm. in Luca. Could that have been because of his politics that people are suddenly getting scared to put right-wingers in their work because they don't mm-hmm. want boycotts? It's a fair comment to make. Suddenly mm-hmm. I had some idiot come at me going, he's allowed to have his opinions if he wants. You're like that's literally well thank you for giving me your opinion because i asked a question and i suppose that yeah, yeah. It, like i i was just like i wonder if this is why and it's i i must have tagged yeah. luca in it all anyways this is completely off topic but no yeah <laughs> to quote frozen do you want to build a rock band yes Yes, yes, I do. we do. Because for those listeners at home, Patty and I had a challenge for this round. Evan didn't get to it mm-hmm. because uh, he only stepped in about six hours ago uh, and he never responded to me to say yes, a definite. Um, so I never got to send him through. So what we have done is we've come up with our own Disney glam metal bands using <laughs> animated characters. So ladies first. Do you want me to say all of them or are we going back and forth? Like, is it like one me, one you, one, like? Uh, Yeah, just go through all. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, you can't have a metal hair band without Rapunzel. I mean, she is the queen of hair. She's got all the hair. True. Literally. She has, that's what she does is she has hair. That was my first one. Uh, My second one, I I think Maui from Moana would be amazing. You know, he's got all the tattoos. He's like, he's got the like, you know, he's a kind of a fun guy. He sings, but also like kind of intimidating, you know? Yeah. It's sort of like, what's up with that guy? Yeah. I also thought that uh, Maleficent would be good. She's got some that, you know, you don't even have to put makeup on her. She's already like green and purple and whatever, you know, like she's just like, she's that she's something, there's something she has, she has the darkness. You know what I mean? She is glam rock. She is yes, quite literally, quite literally. And then I thought, I thought maybe the, uh, I thought the hyenas from um, Lion King because they've got those high notes, you know, ah. like they have the high pitches and they can do all that, like you know, anything high. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my band. Awesome. <laughs> Weird is correct. Weird. No, that that's great, and I, I love that you put the hyenas in there. Shout out to Whoopi Goldberg who follows one of my Twitter accounts. Please come on my show. I have DM'd you and asked you. I love Whoopi. I did Xanadu with her. She's the, oh, did you? Oh. I did. She's the best person in the world. She's amazing. Well, yeah, she followed me back eight, eight nine years ago. Oh, she followed six hundred people and chose to follow this dickhead. I don't know why. Isn't that, oh, I love that. I so always love that. You never know, you know. Yeah, you do. Never don't question know. it. No, I, I, I've been hoping that she doesn't unfollow me all along, but I do want her to come on this show. I, all right, but anyways, I, I, my roadie is Baymax because he oh. he's, he will do it to your satisfaction. Okay, yep. On the drums, Ursula. Uh, well, I mean, duh. How could you not? Eight arms. Sorry, Keith Moon, but Ursula would overtake you as the greatest drummer ever. Yeah. Uh, on percussion is Pinocchio because okay. he really just has to bang his arms together and he's got rhythm sticks. That's true. <laughs> on keyboard and synth is LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. On bass guitar, Jafar. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a yep. real good one, actually. 
on lead guitar, the Shadow Man from The Princess and the Frog. Oh my goodness. Is that wow. his name, the Shadow Man? I, I forgot to fact check that. And my lead singer as well, Maleficent, because she oh. is glam rock. She's like the queen of darkness. She is, isn't she? They're called Melisma with a Z or a Z. Oh, I like that. Oh, I didn't name mine. That's all right. I went through about 50 names. <laughs> I like that, that you were like, oh, I'm going to like put all the instruments. And I was like, who has the best hair and <laughs> tattoos? I was like, I was all about the visual of the band as opposed to how they'd sound. So was I, because LeFou has that sort of, tails jacket he wears you could imagine that in a culture club type new wave glam rock band this is true this is true i i think i i was really trying to go the sort of like okay i need like villains i need good people i need animal representation you know what i mean i needed like <laughs> but i was definitely going for the more physical you know like but yeah. also i mean as soon as you sent me that email i was like oh well rapunzel hair yes. band come on that's it <laughs> she'd be insulted if she wasn't invited yeah no, I, I, you know, I've been singing I Can See the Light since you said oh. Rapunzel in, in that email. And speaking of earworms, we're going to let it go to an ad break. We'll be back in a moment with Disney princess Patty Murin. Coming this summer, winter, spring or fall, the first ever musical theater sitcom where you go behind the scenes of the latest West End show, The Fosse Forest Ballet. Where's the important stuff? Aha! A thousand pound a week ensemble rate. Ah, that's what Mamma Mia likes. Starring Philip Joel and a West End cast featuring Carrie Alice, Darren Denny, Louise Demon, and Oliver Savile, and more. It all started in 1987 when I was a jobbing actress working in a diner. Yeah, it's just I, I had a really bad experience when I was touring Australia with a wombat. <gasps> Darling! I've been mentoring you. Three months? Two years. So her name is Henrietta. The horse. Yes. I've managed to secure you an audition for the biggest, most innovative, and the latest show to be going into the West End. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Think more along the lines of Pant. Frozen. Watch this episode for the price of a coffee. Simply go to www.thefussyforestbelly.com. Any and all profits go back to theater charities, acting for others, and the theater's trust. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll see a grown man in sparkly tights. Tight nights. Nice tights. Now we'll, we'll move on to the musical because this week we have gone with Frozen, which let's Woo! face it, you carried on your back through your, you're basically in the whole show really, bar the, uh, the big moments for the older sister, Princess Elsa, played by Casey Levy. Levy, yes. We imposed Frozen, which is every parent's nightmare, I think, in, in a post-2013 world. I, I, my, okay, I've got it written down here. My nephew was four when Frozen was released, right? And I can mm -hmm. tell you every single parent complained at every party because every little girl got up, did karaoke and did let it go. And all mm -hmm. the parents would move outside. <laughs> but yep. I went to Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, and we were sitting in the big crowd watching the, the projection show. And it, uh, let it go came on. And I swear to God, the earth shook because everyone was so goddamn excited. And I just covered over in goosebumps. And since that moment, I've loved that song. 
because I, I, I was annoyed by it too beforehand. I, you'd hear it everywhere. Great movie, fantastic movie, beautiful animation, beautiful story. That one song was done to death. That's that was the it was the Macarena of 2013, 2014. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's when you when you experience something like that, you, you there's no way I could turn around and say this is an awful song, or you know this is an annoying yeah. song. You know what I mean? There's a reason that basically I, I feel like every human on the planet knows it. You know, yeah. like truly, truly, every human on the planet knows of it at least you know and there, there's a reason because it is really a truly masterfully crafted song it's 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 great and apart from let it go i don't think any other words repeat themselves in terms of the chorus uh i don't think so no um one uh, sky and something like that can't like hold each a, a couple of them but it's it's a different sort of theme each each verse yeah. Yeah, each chorus yeah which is the older we get more lyrics we forget it's harder to remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, Evan, being our metalhead, we have hopefully tortured you with Frozen this week, but you might have enjoyed it. Yeah. You- what? Well, yeah. Well, you never know. Um, okay. So I'm no, I'm 45. So my <laughs> youngest, or oh, sorry, eldest stepdaughter, is now 19, 20. Um, so slightly different generation. You know, yeah. she was Little Mermaid and Wiggles and that kind of thing. And high five. And sorry, who? High five. Yeah, a little bit of high five. Yeah. Oh, well, we um, had Noni on. You were there. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a member from High Five on the show. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, continue. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, for her. It was uh, Little Mermaid over yep. and over and over Beautiful. and over. Um, and then the other Love the son. It. You know, he was uh, Toy Story. So I missed Frozen. I'm going to put it out there right now. I had not seen Frozen. Perfect. The only thing I knew of Frozen up until a couple of days ago was Let It Go. And even then I hadn't heard the song all the way through. Because <laughs> parents leave the room. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, not that again. I'm out of here. It's no no comment on the song at all. No, no. Not at all. it's not. No. It is just the popularity got to people. Yes. That's what it was. It really so, was. It's the uniqueness of this this show yep. where I get handed something I've never heard of or know nothing about and I get to experience it completely backwards. So the first thing I heard of it was your performance on the musical Broadway recording. Yep. So that was my first listen through was the musical. And so, yeah, that, you know, that comes on and, and I'm, sitting there going, oh my God, this is really good. Oh, really? I was expecting, <laughs> what have they done to me? Because again, uh, I've, I've mentioned before in earlier episode is uh, I'm a baker and I can, I work by myself. So it's, you know, one in the morning um, in a shop by myself, I've got a decent stereo and I can just crank it up. So this is easily one of the best sounding recordings or musicals I've had to listen to. Yeah. Just in terms of, I don't know if it's the way they recorded it or the, the cast. Disney money, Evan. Everything's really balanced. It's the Disney clout as well. It's Disney money, yes. You know, it's the orchestra is big. The the, the ensemble is big uh, and talented as hell. It just, it was just this, the big rising feels of orchestra. You know, the string sections kicking in. I'm just sitting there going, oh, this, this is really good. 
So yeah, and I, you know, I'm listening through, just going, oh, these, you know, this the singing is fantastic. Um, the, they're hitting some notes where I'm just going, oh my god, that was what a note. You know, there's some there's some points in here where you just go, oh, the talent here is incredible. Um, love and love is an open door, absolute favorite. That yeah. that kills it <laughs> out of the whole thing. I love yes. that. Song. It reminded. <laughs> Take, don't take it the wrong way, but it reminded me of some of the songs in Spring Awakening. Just oh, okay. oh it's the that's, that's, that's a compliment. That is a big compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the banter back and forth between the two two leads. And okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's just such a modern feel, being such a, a modern musical as well. Um, so yeah, love is an open door. I can I I ended up putting that on the car. Putting that on in the car later on, you know, it's it's just what a song. Um, I have to comment on the ensemble is so balanced and essential. I really sat there going, these these I don't know how many people you've got backstage singing in the pit, or if it's just the cast. I don't know what's going on musically there, backstage. But um, oh my god, they can sing and they don't get credits. I couldn't tell you who was in it. Um, maybe on the liner notes of the, the album, it might say somewhere, but... That's what playbills are for, the playbills. Okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, on the official yeah. websites and stuff like that. <laughs> all right. My big takeaway was ensembles don't get enough credit. Yeah, this well, is no, very they, true. they don't. Yeah, it's, it is, yeah. We, um, not, not doubting that, but yeah. they do get credited. At least they do get credited, but, but not. Yeah. But yes, you're yeah. right. In like a you know music setting, it's always just ensemble. You know, yeah. yeah. I always say I'm I'm not I'm not talented enough to be in the ensemble because you really truly have to do everything. everything. Yeah, like, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I always say that not every lead is made for the ensemble, and not every ensemble is made for a lead. And yep, that's the so. That's performers, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah sooner performers realize that the better although um there's one in frozen actually there's an ensemble member who's been a lead in greece um and toured the country and now she's doing ensemble and i i sort of think to myself would that happen on broadway would can't think of a, a, a name okay let's go andrew Koba, um who's going to be out on the show in a couple of weeks you know would he do well in an ensemble because he is a such a character actor right right so yeah yeah, I mean, Could I'll be happen? honest. For actors, it's really all about like you know what what it what the job entails, what you and you know mm-hmm. sometimes it's a question of like, do I need to work right now? Do I want to work right? You know, do I want to? And a lot of the times, the answer is like, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, like just because I've played a lead doesn't mean that I won't be in the ensemble or understudy or whatnot. And so it really is. It's such a weirdly personal choice for every single actor but it's it's yeah. kind of cool the way it all sort of shakes out uh, now just on um let it go uh what can you tell us about fractals and their mathematical relationships with the mandelbrot set and their corresponding julia set i can't tell you anything about that <laughs> i found something online a simple english wikipedia that explains difficult things like fractals and mandelbrot sets to morons like me in a way I can understand. That doesn't seem simple at all. <laughs> Just um, those words. <laughs> no, I know. I, and I said it pretty quickly Fractal. too, which is amazing. I, I know. I was like. I hadn't read it out at all. That was a cold <laughs> read. Um, okay. Now a Mandelbrot set is. Okay. Okay. We know a fractal is on a, a um, 
I can't even remember what they're called now. What are they? Icicle thing. What's the? <laughs> it's called it's Icicle. Um, is it Icicle? No, no two snowflake. That's it. No two snowflakes oh, are the snowflake. same. Oh, snowflake. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. and you notice the branches will stem out, but then there will be equal branches that stem out from that, and then equal branches that will stem out from that. So it's like on a tree, and a branch grows, and then okay. a little branch grows from that, and like then a twig, branch. and then it, okay. Basically, it's a, a Mandelbrot set is a particular shape, and the more you zoom, zoom in on it, the more you find that same shape. It is made up of the same shapes. It, okay, oh. yeah, the way Mandelbrot I, is like a, a visual representation of infinity, basically. You yes. can just keep zooming in. But it also oh. gives makes sense of clouds and coastlines that there is a mathematical sense of order to things. Now, I was in the kitchen earlier making myself a coffee and I had a light bulb moment that a mandible set and a fractus and all that is just a difficult way to say a pyramid scheme. You tell one person who tells two people who tell <gasps> two people who tell two people. But it okay, is, see, I understand that. I get yeah. that. I can. I get that. Yeah, and the, but there'll be mutations along the way. Uh, the infinite, okay. infinite number of almost exact copies. So that's what fractals is in that song. I love that word, um, and it comes from the Latin fractus. And I wish he had. Anyway, let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> Can I, can I finish my praise of, uh, of yes yeah go right. for yes, it I, I just had to make yeah. sure i got all that in just to, <laughs> to mess with everybody's heads i went and listened to it again um then i went oh i wonder how this differs from the movie because again at this point i still hadn't seen the movie mm -hmm. right so i was able to chuck that on this is while i'm at work by the way yep chuck oh this on. thank you <laughs> i could chuck this on at work on the boss's dime yep Yep. Um, and, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the, there's, there's songs missing. I expected that or the, well, there's songs in the musical that aren't in the movie. Mm -hmm. I expected mm -hmm. that you've got to flesh it out. But yeah. That's the thing that really I got taken aback by. Well, after thinking about it later is a lot of these songs in the musical deserve to be fleshed out and, and produced in this way. Like they've, they've got these great little, nuggets of song in the movie that really mm -hmm. deserve to be pulled out to a good three and a half minutes and, yep. and you know done properly i really appreciate the fact that they did this mm -hmm. but then yeah i'm watching the movie and i'm sitting here thinking i prefer the musical recordings they right. sound better and bigger than yeah. you know than the original movie and then after going through yeah, the musical all the way, I went mm -hmm. looking for a pro shot. And of course, of course, there isn't one, is there? No. No. Unfortunately, no. Um, the only thing I could find, and I think it's a Disneyland recording. You know, it's on oh. YouTube somewhere. Now, I'm pretty sure that's not the Broadway production. No, it's just a theme park. But they have this damn bridge. Now, did you have that bridge in the Broadway production? The ice bridge? The uh, the. the the one that moves around in the middle and it just goes to nowhere. Oh, wait, do you mean the one that she sings Let It Go off of? Yeah. No, no. We had an actual ice bridge on Broadway for the duet, What Do You Know About Love, where we climbed, yes, but yeah. no, we did not have that moving staircase. Okay, because that moving staircase is doing my head in. I like 
to know how things work and i want to know how that doesn't fall over that's disney have you been to disneyland me yeah I've barely been out of the state no okay well you go there and you wonder how any of it is done really like right the right. intense yeah. detail in even just the columns on on the buildings and stuff there will be the the mice from cinderella which patty was her debut as, as i've heard you, you tell a few podcasts now which is hilarious sure was. I reckon, <laughs> listeners at home once you listen to ours go check out patty on other shows and and we, we won't talk about it in in this episode but yeah <laughs> it's a, a, a gorgeous little story uh, anyways like the, the engravings of the mice in the the columns and stuff like that and then there's like pandora yeah. the avatar world where there's a whole the whole rock thing that you do wonder like how how do they do it it's the magic of disney it's all perspective and yeah everything there's hidden things everywhere even on our on our set you know the big thing with disney is the hidden mickeys and there were hidden mickeys on our set all over oh, the place yes. yep. yeah yep, yep. yeah yeah the yeah the proscenium around our set where it looked like you know like sort of like like ancient wood carvings and whatnot but every single like panel of it was actually representative of a different uh disney story oh, wow. and like our hidden yeah. folk who sang fixer upper who weren't the trolls from the movie but they were something a little bit closer to norwegian culture yeah. they all had tattoos and all of their tattoos were basically like like tribal representations of different Disney stories. So like someone was like Winnie the Pooh, there was Moana, there was Mickey, there was like, it, it was very like, like teeny tiny details. And yeah. it was really yeah. cool. It's just opened in Melbourne. So I'm yes. hoping yeah. to hoping to see it. Gemma Ricks, who plays Elsa, I saw her as Alphaba and Ava mm -hmm. Perron. Oh yeah, They're, those two are phenomenal. Courtney Monsma is fantastic. I met yep. her actually right after I left the show and she was visiting um, and we had coffee and cupcakes and she is just like, she is delightful and wonderful. And I've seen clips of her and she's just really fantastic as Anna. Awesome, I, I can't wait. I, I think I might be going with my sister-in-law. Um, oh, yes. We're probably gonna try to get lottery tickets because well, yeah. this, is, this is really weird, okay? Um, we've got both frozen is coming to melbourne and tommy is about to open in melbourne <gasps> right both frozen and tommy ran at the saint james on broadway i've got yeah. you on this week and next week i have michael serverus in both episodes so i feel, sort of feel like that's a bit serendipitous it's, or it is it's weird how it all sort of comes together yep and it is a fantastic episode make sure you listen to that one Oh, in a few ways, my private life lately, I felt a little bit like both sisters, much like I do with charity in Sweet Charity. It's not a question, I am just lamenting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, now, Mame, Gigi, Hello Dolly, and all these star vehicle female-driven comedies seem to have died. Would you agree? Like, it, everything now seems to be either an ensemble piece or a duo or something dramatic. But we don't really have a, a gypsy anymore. We don't have a Mama Rose role. We haven't done in a long while, I feel. And I think we need I mean, one. Well, I mean, Legally Blonde. Well, Caroline or Change is a pretty, uh, a color purple also. That's another pretty, I know it's, it is a sort of, you know, shared amongst some females, but it is a very female forward, you know. Is it um, comedy? That's the problem. Oh, did you want comedy specifically? <laughs> well, yeah, just because there seems to be a lot of drama at the moment yeah but we haven't right had... well because that that's funny because you we say gypsy is a and i don't think of gypsy as a comedy 
don't you? Oh, it's it's technically no. a fable. I I think it's funny. I think well, it has. Are. I think it has humor I mean, in it. I don't yeah, know true. that. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, true. It is pretty tragic. What those mum? Yeah, like it's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> it is actually. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what musical. I think I was researching for this episode. June Havoc played a part in a musical, and I can't remember what it was. What What are some of the parts you've played? Because maybe it was that. Maybe I was. You know what Wikipedia is like? You'd, you'd step in a bloody oh, rabbit hole and you'd four days later, you're like, oh shit, I forgot to eat. <laughs> and you keep clicking and then you're like, wait, everything that I've read might not be true. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the other thing. Um, that's the best part of it. <laughs> maybe it was Annie Get Your Gun. Oh yes, I did do that show uh, yeah. before I got my, my equity card, my union card. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's one. That's definitely one. So we, I don't feel like we're having those roles anymore i i don't feel not well a shame. I, well i mean a, a reason for that could be that a lot of shows are movies being brought to the stage and there's also very few truly female driven you know like one female driven um but i mean you know they they i feel like with wicked and, and frozen like you know they at least are are, are sort of have more female leads yeah. which is something that I think I'm I'm more concerned about you know yep. because even with Frozen if you look at Frozen you know there's the two females but then every other care every other lead character other than the little girls are traditionally male so you're like yep. okay well thanks but you know it, it but I feel like you know there are they're 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 trying man they're 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 trying someone's yep. trying someone has to try because we we need we need it <laughs> yes we do and there are a lot of talented yeah sort of younger generation performers out there that i think would kill you know that would be their their star vehicle their, mm-hmm. their big breakthrough mm-hmm. and now speaking of movies being made into musicals what movies should they never turn into a musical oh my god i feel like any any movie i say you're gonna be like oh they're turning that into a musical um, that's why i'm asking it because we're gonna jinx it and <laughs> see if it happens <laughs> um oh gosh let me think what movie did i absolutely oh you know what movie i hated the revenant oh okay that would yeah be that would terrible be, musical that would be although i wouldn't mind rolling around the stage with a bear oh, that would be a horrible horrible musical yeah no, really that... bad really bad yeah but yeah no nope so yeah the revenant should never be made into a musical there's nothing you can do to make that musically pleasing no not even the writers of lay Miz and a big uh, you know, Javert type solo from inside the bear. No, I already fell asleep. I'm bored. Or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's if you had bo- uh, been born, Patrick? Next week, I'm going to ask Michael if he was mm-hmm. Michelle. Okay. What's w- one male role that you would love to play? Oh, I mean, God, all of them. They get so many of the good ones. Um, one male role that I ah. Oh. Well, now that you've said lame is, I'm like, well. Javert, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But the thing with Lame is, is that there's also your pick of women's roles. So you're like, okay, yeah. um, I don't. Maybe, uh, maybe Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he'd be a fantastic role, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Hook, get a director in sight. You want to do oh, it? Oh, which is funny because Michael Cerveris. Oh, that's true. <laughs> if Michael Cerveris says he would play Anna in Frozen, then this is definitely officially weird. 
Um, no, he didn't, unfortunately. Um, although oh, that it. would have been pretty fun. Although I'll tell you what, what the story he tells me about the Spice Girls, you guys at home are not going to believe it. It is hilarious. Because I, I tease him about it. I, I'm like, dude, that, that was a boring answer. I was expecting the Spice Girls. And he's oh. like, well, actually. Of course he did. Of course he did. I'm like, of course. Oh, great. Like, this is brilliant moment. Um, all right. So who is your leading love interest? in these Hallmark movies, but you're only okay. allowed to use an answer once. Firstly, To Catch a Cold, coming this Sunday to Hallmark. I mean, that one I have to say my husband, because at least we'd be home to take care of each other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Christmas in the Outback. These are meant to be terrible titles, by the way. Oh, Christmas in the Outback. Oh, man. I, I, mean, that, I feel like that's been done. That's actually like a good Hallmark title. Um, I'm going to say... Well, yeah. That's why uh, I had to put the disclaimer. It's meant to be bad, but maybe not. <laughs> so what, what did you say, Evan? It feels like that's been done. That it, sounds like a movie already. It does, doesn't it? I, I, didn't, I feel like you could be correct. fact check it. I'm going to say uh, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> How did I know that that was going to be your answer? Maybe the Marvel thing? Because when you think hot Australian man, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, thank you in the future they'll be thinking of me uh anyways right. selfies on a postcard <laughs> there's nothing in the world that is going to make me watch anything called selfies on a postcard probably my one of my best friends andrew rannells because he, he he may not typically go for women but i feel like we the two of us could make that a really entertaining movie but that's acting that's act- I'm yeah. sorry. This is off topic. Yeah. This whole James Corden the prom thing. I lost my shit about that on on this show because I grew up wanting to play the Phantom. Oh. And I but I got told you you're gay. You can't play the Phantom. Oh. To think when if I was to become an adult now I'm being told I can't play a part because I'm gay by gay people. I'm like what? So I, I'm like no. This is counterproductive to what acting is. I personally think, but. That's especially interesting to me, too, because it's like, isn't the Phantom kind of gay? Yeah. He's aggressive. He's angry. He's bitter. He's aggressive, but he's also, like, more covetous than, like, in love, I've felt. I've never That's felt true. that he was, like, it was, like, a sexual attraction to Christine. I've always felt like it was, like, uh-huh. I want you to belong to me. And that, I, I don't know, I just, I don't know. I never thought about that as, like, a like a relationship relationship, like, with Raul. And so that's what makes me like really that's okay yeah have you seen the sequel no um well they filmed a pro shot version anyways a life of living (laughs) a life of living starring patty murin and i'm gonna go chris evans because i need i feel like i'm just yeah. Yes, now we all need it a little bit more. Yeah, because a life of living. I don't, like, maybe he'd be able to make sense of the plot. Possibly. <laughs> I, I don't know, though, after his 2020 that he had. Thank you very much for that, Chris Evans. <laughs> Anyways, my pet rock. My pet rock. Yep. I'm going to go starring Patty Murin and and... Josh Henry. Okay, yeah. Wow. I love me a Josh Henry, and I yep. just, I don't know. Again, I feel like when I'm like, who do I want to play a yes and game with about a dumb movie called My Pet Rock? And I'm like, he'd be super fun. <laughs> All right. Now, this one better be made. Mothballs for Mary. Mothballs <laughs> for Mary. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so stupid. 
That's that's the response I hope for for pretty much every joke I say on this show. That's so it's stupid. It's so stupid. Mothballs for Mary. Yeah, okay. I'm assuming this is a Christmas movie because her name's Mary and they really kind of, you know, match those up. Like Mary, Joy, even Mary. So if it's a Christmas movie. It could be a, a Veterans Day because of mothballs. He could be old. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Christmas. Mothballs for Mary starring Patty Murin and uh, i'm gonna go casey levy let's make the first lesbian hallmark movie why not it would be a bad time. yeah and we would have the best time and <laughs> this is very very catty to say but lesbians won't know that they can be in love unless they have a hallmark movie to show them that they can be in love <laughs> <laughs> that's really catty but look kids at home you don't need someone else to set precedence for you go out and do yes. it you can do it yes. all right no one yep. told me i could make crossword puzzles no one showed me how to do it i said i could do it and i did it so yep. speaking of that what's one piece of advice you always thought was true until you became an adult now no. I, let's preface that by saying adult not grown up because adult being which, an, the, which one's the difference adult is when you have to start like paying your bills and stuff well, like adult is an age a grown-up is a state of mind yeah i'm not a grown-up um <laughs> uh i'm gonna say um all this stuff about like you know whenever someone would be like oh don't you know just try not to stand out or like try not to like just you know don't make waves that's mm -hmm. a good one, you know, like don't make way or like, don't, you know, don't, yeah. you know, in high school and junior high and be like, just don't just be quiet. You know what I mean? Like, don't let them bother you. Don't blah, blah. And it's like, but what if I was to make waves? And like, you know, when in high school and junior high school and college and stuff, when people would bother me, it'd be like, be like, what the hell? Like, wouldn't I be like so much more interesting, I think, yeah. you know, and probably learn a lot more, a lot faster. Yeah. It's, it was their embarrassment more than anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Which is the one thing that I'm, you know, like just in general, I know I'm going to make a crap ton of mistakes, but my, my daughter is almost a year old and I'm like, I am going to just right. do my best, not in an overbearing way to just let you do you as long as you are safe. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, now for me, it was actually being told by my acting teacher that I don't know what, where it came from or what instigated it, but as I would never amount to anything from my bedroom oh. and I've written three novels, 33 plays. I've worked for Joss Whedon. I've had Patty Muir and Joanna Gleason, Alison Frazier, Michael Cerverus on my show, all from my bedroom. So I kind of feel like that might've been a little bit wrong. Um, yeah. But yes. Now, okay. What, has been your experience with standing ovations because we've had a, an ongoing discussion on this show about the state of it that people seem to want to give it to anything yeah uh, which is no no negative on performers I know you're working your asses off but you guys know when you've had an off night and I believe that when performers had an off night and the audience stands up and the more they're standing up on an off night the more you're going to expect it after a while or it becomes sort of a given that it's going to be there. So what's, what's your personal experience with it? Obviously, you know, personally, I feel like, oh, I, I feel like, um, I don't know if expected is the word, but when yep. you keep getting them and then the random audience comes in and you don't get it and you're like, well, 
wait, what, yeah. what did we do? So I think it really depends on how, you know, the, the sort of, sort of how the precedent is set by the audiences that come, you know, and that's like yeah. no one's fault, but with Frozen, you know what I mean? Like we got the vast majority of the shows were standing ovations and for which we actually were like, yeah, we just worked our butts off. And like, that was a very hard show. And a lot of people just worked to make that hard show happen. <laughs> and so on the random days when we wouldn't, we'd be like, what, what did we do? And we've also, we've also realized that like, the work that we feel like we're doing on the stage actually has no connection with whether we're getting a standing ovation or not. Um, because especially the shows where we're like, that was a terrible show and the audience loves it. It's because what we're putting out, we, we have, we have always had something that like, you know, during frozen, I'd be like, this is a B show today. Like, like I get grade myself a B, you know? And there were some shows that were a C show or a D show. But the thing is, is that the audience is always seeing an A show because they, they, that's just, those are the increments in your own brain telling yeah. you how good, quote, good you are in the show are so small. And, and, and so it really doesn't, doesn't register to them. They're not like, oh, I, if an audience member comes out and says that was a bad show, it means they personally didn't like it or that like the scenery stopped the show 70 people forgot lines, the the singers cracked 400 times. If that didn't happen, that wasn't a bad show, you know? Yeah. Um, it's also a minor miracle every time you finish a show. And you know that as a performer is that we call it, it's a minor miracle that that much, that many people worked together to make that happen and nobody got hurt. Yeah. And so, you know, and so it is like, you know, and Frozen being my recent, my most recent experience, of course, like that is like, that, that it, it's such an interesting question because it, had I done a different show recently, I probably would have a different answer for yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah. And you'll find that everyone has had a different, yeah, different response, but th- there's been a, a yeah. common theme that it feels like that audiences are giving them out a little bit too um, generously yeah. and it after a while diminishes it. And um, some, some people yeah. say that it, the audiences think it's about them now um, more than, it is what's on the stage and, and stuff like that. So it, it is quite interesting getting different perspectives on this one mm-hmm. same topic throughout. Um, by the way, I don't know what's happening with my camera. I bought a HD camera and it's just being a dickhead. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't got anything else to ask. Evan, because yeah. I know you've got to go. Did you have any questions quickly for Patty? All right. So we've got another Hello Dolly penny in my pocket problem here. Okay. Yeah. My second favorite song on the album, other than Love's an Open Door, is everything falls apart which yeah. was cut from the original production now why aren't broadway producers consulting me before cutting songs i'll tell you i'll tell you something that uh that is going to be more upsetting is that um <clears throat> they actually cut true love from all subsequent performances uh, uh like productions so true love doesn't appear in any productions that's anna's like you know her sort of like valid in the second act so it's not in the australian version it's not in the japanese version it won't be in the west end Damn. yeah that was a heartbreaker mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, and know. You're I don't know having a part in the development of that as well i'm sure you're attached to, yeah to it all. well yeah and the only thing i can possibly come up with is nobody could do it but me so they yeah. had to cut it <laughs> 
it's yours. You get to that's keep it. To take what it I tell myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, when everything falls apart, that didn't even make uh, it to Broadway. That was our out of town tryout was in Denver and that was actually cut before we opened in Denver. But when they made the album, they were like, this is an excellent song. I am absolutely kicking myself because at this point in the recording with about 10 minutes to go and we only had 60 minutes to record our episodes and there's a lot to get in a lot of questions a lot to talk about my camera was causing problems I didn't even realize it wasn't on that whole friggin time like I'm producing and performing and directing and thinking about the editing and trying to respond to answers at the same time I've said before, I've got ADHD. It's really not easy, folks. Uh, but I'm not, that's not a pity party. It's laugh about it. It's funny. Uh, anyways, um, so we missed, I missed the final five minutes or so of the conversation. The recording missed it. Uh, so if Rosalind Kogan wasn't so cute, I'd be pretty pissed off. Uh, but no, I'm so sorry to Patty Muren for that, and please, please, please come back, and you were awesome. You were fantastic. It was such a, a privilege making you giggle all the way through that recording. Uh, and everyone else, please go follow her on the socials at Patty Muren, one word, and be sure to follow our new co-host for Team Metal, Evan, at Credo, or Credo, I... C-R-3-D-O, one word, uh, and by the way, he gave Frozen five stars, so oh my god, how's that for a debut? Uh, I thought it was going to torture him, so I guess I'm kind of really disappointed. Oh, I'll have to do better next time, won't I, and give him something that's really going to drive him nuts. Anyways, you can follow us at Thrush and Treasure on Twitter at Thrush and Treasure Podcast on Instagram, and at Thrush and Treasure on the Facebooks. Uh, just whatever. Um, you're listening to this, you'll find us. And if you enjoyed our show, please click that subscribe button, leave a comment and a review, five stars, whatever, a roast, however you want to express yourself, and please check out our novels, sorry, my novels, The Toniston Tales, at thetonistontales.com forward slash bookstore if you enjoy my sense of humour they are ripe with them they are a dark comedy horror series about how awful it is to hurt animals and one little boy who loves animals so check them out next week we have the awesomely legendary Anne Harada on and I'll be guest co-hosted by Dave Musket, a friend and West End star from Billy Elliot Live and a bunch of other things, including the commercials that you hear on our show. And we'll be talking about Avenue Q and Thin Lizzy's Thunder and Lightning. They are an Irish band, and that was because Anne was in Ireland at the time, so I thought, why not? Because that's really how stupidly my brain works anyways again thank you so much to patty murin we hope we can have you back and of course a happy first birthday to little cecily in four days time as of this episode posting so i guess in the end it was probably a good thing that this episode came out when it did even though it's all chronologically out of order i'm doing my best people
Anyways, you guys at home, take care, and we shall see you next time. Huru. Um, right. He, he cancelled at the very, very, very last minute for work as well. People with day jobs, I'm telling you. You can't trust them. You no. Know, you can't. Nope. So. <laughs>